Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're calling this one Figuring Out Life. You know, one of the things that I see uh, in the body of Christ with young people, especially, is people can tend to flail and and uh, not have a not have a clear purpose in their life because they're they feel like they don't know the specifics of what God wants them to do. And God does. God has specifics for you. God, God, there is a there is a call on your life. Whether it's called to full time ministry, whether it's called to be in business, to be in you know government, to to uh, work the stock market, to do whatever, whatever the call is, there is a specific call, and there's a there's a plan that God has laid out for your life. But you see people who almost have they don't have fire behind their actions because they don't know. You know, I just don't know what God wants me to do if I'm supposed to be in this or that. And so they're in this place of like, I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me what to do. But I believe that there's enough as believers that we're called to do to never be at a place of like, I'm waiting for the specifics. I've always been the type that of like, uh, I've had this picture in my head of life as you you have an opportunity to to run in a direction and we'll call that direction the kingdom of God. And, and as you're running... If if you have a ch- if you have a choice to pick someone who's who's running in a direction already to say hey here are your exact assignments keep running, or someone who's just waiting standing on the sideline well I didn't go because I didn't know what I was supposed to do specifically, there are things that the Bible commands us as believers to do. There's enough to do to 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 focus on until we know what the specifics are, and then you see people who know I'm called to preach the gospel. And it's like there's a fire that's behind them because they know I can run all straight, flat out in this direction. But it's, it's, it's easier to just redirect somebody. If they start running in a general direction and you say, hey, turn a slight right, then it is to get someone motivated to start running. And so there's, there's enough to do now. So I want to talk to you about that. We call this one figuring out life. But what do we know, whether or not you're called to ministry, whatever the plan is for your life, uh, from God, what do we know from His Word that we're called to do, regardless of our specific calling? So we're going to talk about some of those. So I'm gonna I want to give you a few things here that you know, man. This is my purpose in life. Until I know, you know, am I going to be a missionary to Africa? Am I going to travel and preach? Am I going to pastor a church? Am I going to, you know, a lot of that stuff will unfold as you just head in the direction of building the kingdom of God. So I want to talk to you about a few things. Number one, what am I called to do? And this is for every believer. Number one, you are called to win souls. Say it with me. Say, I am called to win souls. Not every once in a while, not once a month, not once every few months, not when I really feel like it. Called to be a soul winner. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, And this is all from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He's not talking to just ministers because he says here, therefore, the verse before is, therefore, if anyone, everyone say anyone, anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, the all is, all is, behold, the new has come. And all this is from God, who through Christ who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. If you've been reconciled to God, you have been given the gift of reconciliation. This is how Christianity works. It isn't supposed to be one or two people with, with evangelists before their first name that's called to bring the, the gospel. It's on the every believer that there's a testimony for each one of you that you're able to open your mouth and say, listen, 
You're in my realm of influence. You're my friends and family. I don't know. You may never come to church, but I'm going to bring the church to you. And if you say, I don't know how to win souls, then I want to encourage you. Go to revival.com. You can find, if you just go to Google and type in soul winning tools, soul winning script, gospel soul winning script, you'll find in many different languages, literally a script back in front that you can walk up and read to somebody to get them born again. It, it takes just a decision. I'm not going to wait till I get to the other side and just be someone who barely participated in God's plan for planet Earth. So number one, called to win souls. Number two, called to overcome sin. Romans 6.14 says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you because you're not under the law, you're under grace. We're called to beat sin. Beating sin comes with hiding the word in your heart. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. Another verse in there says in Psalm 119, it says, how will a young man keep his way pure by giving heed to your word? So as you put the word of God in your heart, it, it makes it where you don't want sin. You, you want nothing to do with it. You don't want to look like the world. You don't want to allow nonsense in your life. God's called you to overcome sin. Focus. If there's sin in your life that, that's been constant, same thing again and again. Focus on chopping the head off the, the, the dragon. Focus on beating that thing. If you need to get counsel, if you need to get help from, from a pastor, do it. But you're called to overcome sin. Life isn't sin and repent, sin and repent. Number three, you're called to overcome sickness. Colossians 1.13 says he has translated us from the, the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Anything that's a power of darkness, and sickness is a power of darkness. Anything that's a power of darkness, God has already delivered you from, but you have to exercise your faith in that area. So you hide the word of God in your heart. Don't wait till sickness and disease comes knocking at your door, or your family's door, before you build your faith in this area. Number three, you're called to pray. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Bible says when you pray, when you fast. These aren't ifs. These aren't if you decide to. This isn't extra credit Christianity. Stop looking at Christians in the 21st century and comparing yourself. Look at Christians in the book of Acts and and let your life line up to the standard of God. Prayer, prayerlessness is a big problem in the body of Christ. Oh, I pray for my food. That's not enough. If you don't pray in tongues, if you don't pray for yourself every day, who's praying for you? Prayerlessness is a problem. There's a scripture we all know, Romans 8, 28, and it says, um, all things, we know that all things work together to good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Two verses before that, it says, we don't know how we ought to pray. The spirit prays through us. Those verses are linked together. It's saying all things work together to good because we have a praying church, because the Holy Ghost is praying through us. Paul said, man, if you're going to follow anyone, follow Paul. I pray more than all of you. Make, make praying in tongues a daily continual thing where you have a break and instead of getting on your phone, you just, if you're having bad dreams, pray in tongues for 10, 15 minutes before bed. You should pray in tongues. Pray for me. Man, pray, pray for me. Pray for me and my wife. We <laughs> pray for us. Pray for us for new grace for what we're going after. Pray for us for to be good parents. Pray for us to be capable ministers. Pray for us to uh, have revelation in the word. Pray. You're called to pray. You're called to advance the kingdom of God. Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." You're called to do everything as unto God. Colossians chapter three verse twenty three says. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward and you are serving the Lord Christ. This is such an important thing. I know the attitude, you know, people look and even if you do know what you're called to do, there's this thing of like, man, when I'm so excited when I'm going to be in full-time ministry, man, I'm really going to work hard. If you don't work hard now, you're not going to work hard when you get into your ministry. 
Because the motivation to work hard comes when people aren't watching because you're doing it unto the Lord. And so the Lord says, whatever you do, if you work at Chick-fil-A, if you work at Home Depot, if you work at Amazon, if you work at uh, Chicken and Taco Loco, if you work in the ministry, whatever you do, do do it heartily. Do it with your whole heart. Decide to become a wholehearted person. We've done, we've done podcasts on that before, what it means to be wholehearted. But decide what it means to be a wholehearted person. Decide to be a person that isn't slacking. You know, if you're getting paid an hourly wage, you have to pretend. I may be getting paid an hourly wage, but my father in heaven is watching me and either giving me a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on my work. God won't promote you. Listen, the ministry, you're, you're, you're caring for the flock of God. God won't put you in a place of leadership among other people that he loves when you're lazy and, you, and you're going to abuse the position that you're in. Choose to be a wholehearted person now where you become a person who's, who's full out for the kingdom of God. Whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. If you can't do it wholeheartedly, don't do it. But if you're going to do it, do it wholeheartedly. Such a big one. People working, you know, and just getting by. Really not, not a standout. I believe as a Christian, you should stand out in your work ethic to your boss. Your boss should, it should be undeniable that your boss looks and says, hey, that, they're our hardest, most diligent worker. I don't care if you're a janitor. You know, I was a janitor for a while. My, my, when I was in Bible school, there was no internship, but there was a work study program. And so I worked 16 hours a week at the church. Um, sorry, there was no uh, uh, scholarships. I worked 16 hours a week at the church and I was in janitorial for, for quite a while. And I just decided I'm going to do this as unto the Lord, you know, and you work hard. You work like, like your manager's looking, watching over you the whole time, but you do it out of, out of a love for God. God, I'm, I'm letting my work represent you. Does your work represent Jesus? Would you say that's quality of work? Like I was working as the personal assistant to Jesus Christ. You, you choose to be full effort. And then what are we called to do? We're called to increase in the knowledge of God. I'm going to go to uh, Colossians chapter one. Man, I love the book of Colossians, such an awesome book. It says, uh, verse 9, And so from the day we heard, we've not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that you may walk so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. There's quite a lot packed in here, but he was saying his number one prayer is that they would understand what God wants for their lives, right? So this is what we're going over, figuring out life. You're you're beginning to understand what does God want for my life, regardless of if it's ministry and the the specifics. When you head in this direction and you're a soul winner, you're someone who who aims to increase in the knowledge of God. What does that mean? You, you, You should never be stagnant in your relationship with the Lord. Reading the Word, studying the Word, studying Scripture, reading books about... I mean, some people are, are purists, I guess, and they don't read anything but the script, but the Bible, and that's fine. I've known great men of God who do that. Smith Wigglesworth didn't read anything but the Bible. But then there's other great men of God who, like Bishop Oyedepo, who says the opposite. He's read thousands and thousands of books. So, I mean, you have people on both sides. But you read, you, you put the Word in you, you listen to Scripture, you memorize Scripture. What am I doing? I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. You listen to preaching. What am I doing? And and that's one of the prayers. Paul's number one prayer for the Colossian church was that you would know God's will, that you would uh, uh, that you would be able to, by knowing God's will, walk in a manner that's worthy of Him, to be fully pleasing, that you would bear fruit and increase in the knowledge of God. The Bible says that grace comes by increasing in the knowledge of God. So you're called to know Jesus Christ. These are areas that you can move ahead in 
every single day. What are you doing today to increase in knowing God? And you know, there's times and seasons and be listening for the voice of the Lord because the Lord will call you to a time of, of, of study. Hey, you have a day off coming up. Take that day and take five, six hours and, and study the word. The Lord will give you subjects to study. Pull out scriptures on salvation and healing. Just find scriptures, write them down on paper, put it up on your wall. You know, spend time reading about the name of Jesus. Study the name of Jesus. If you don't know who to read, read Kenneth Hagin. Great, great place to start. Read, read Jonathan Shellsworth. Read Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. There's a book by Pastor Rodney called The Anointing, a recent book, and it's life-changing. You, you have to read that book. Please, please, please do us all a favor. Read the book on The Anointing by Pastor Rodney. And so you look, what does God call me to do? And when you start heading in these directions, you, you'll, you'll have a clear way forward. I, I may not know if I'm called to preach, if I'm called to... And, and God will show you. You know, if you don't know and you're getting to the point where you're making decisions, like you're about to graduate high school or finishing college, and you're like, Lord, what do I do? Take time. And if you don't know, God wants to show you. Fast for two or three days and just pray. Fast and pray. And the Lord will show you what to do. He'll make it abundantly clear what you're supposed to do. He wants that for your life too. He doesn't want you flailing around. But until then, until you know, there's things about my call that I don't know the specifics for. I'm called to the nations. I'm called to travel and preach. I'm called to win the lost. I'm called to take the fire with me wherever I go. And so that's for me is pretty clear, but I don't know what the next open door is. I don't know where the country is. I don't know. There's things I don't know, but I'm moving ahead in what I do know. I'm studying to show myself approved. I'm, I'm getting versed in scripture. I'm, I'm putting the word in my heart, right? I'm, go, I'm doing what I know to do. And if I was called to business, I'd be working with all my heart. I'd be praying, Lord, you're, you who are perfect in knowledge are with me. Show me where I need to be spending my time. Show me the skills I need to be learning. Go after, what, head in the direction of what you already know to do, and then win souls, and decide that you'll never stop winning souls. When you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60, when you're 80, I'll always be a one-on-one soul winner. Why? Because people need to go to heaven, and I want to be a, a, someone in my city that God can call on to reach the lost. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.